This is episode 63 of the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Welcome to the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Ultimate Deck Podcast. Helping you keep your finger firmly pressed on the decking industry, the people in it, and the information you need to master the backyard. And now, now. host of the Ultimate Deck Podcast, Shane Chapman. Happy Saturday, everybody. It is, it's Saturday. This is, this is so dumb, Wade. This is so stupid because you're saying that it's Saturday. Nobody listens to this we, on Saturday. Nobody, true. I'm not going to get this posted tonight. Nobody's going to listen until Sunday. So it's not even, it, like, why even start Happy the show like Happy Super Bowl. That? Right. <laughs> so anyways, here we are 18 minutes into a podcast. The power goes out. We got to start over. Rage. Now I'm fired up. Yeah, now I'm fired up. So we had some solid energy going. File and it was corrupt. Like, it was like fun energy. Not good to go. And now what you have is you have rage energy. Anger. Now yeah. I'm just mad. I tell JJ that that's my like, I have two states. I'm like, I have happy and then I have rage. Static. I don't, like I don't have anywhere yeah. in between usually. It's not. Yeah. How are things? Meh. It's a polarizing world. Anyways, Anyways. The, what I, ha, the happy Saturday thing, the reason I open it like that is because it's a pet peeve of mine. And do you want to know why? I'll yes. bet you haven't heard this before. But if you watch your Instagram stories, <laughs> if you watch Instagram stories, yep. people always start their Instagram story with happy whatever damn day it is. Happy Tuesday, everybody. I'm just here driving in my car. You shouldn't be on your drive. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Happy Friday. So every- why does that bug you? Because they're not holidays. Oh. It's just a day. But that's okay. It's you just Tuesday. Be, can't you be happy on a Tuesday? No, because you don't, you don't even, the point is you don't even have to say what day it is because the stories are only up there for one day. 24 hours. So if you're watching it, it's, it's that day. You know that it, if the story's old, it might be the next day. What if it was like a good day? You can day. do the math rather than like happy, happy day. I'm, I don't hate it. I hate it. I I'm going to put a poll up. I'm going to find out if I'm by myself. I'm going to start. I to. suspect I'm in the minority. I don't think anybody's you that, will be in the minority. I don't think anybody's that fired up about it, but I just like... Story after story. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. I'm here at Happy Tuesday. You know what we should do? We should do this. It's just Tuesday. You put up a poll, find out where you're at, and then, well, I can't do this because I don't have near the following. <laughs> I was like, and then I'm going to put something up and I'm going to be like, if you think this is funny, tag Shane in a Happy Tuesday comment or a Happy Wednesday. Happy whatever day. Just you and saying then, that right now. And then just <laughs> comment and be this. like... Every time you do something, Happy Wednesday, tag Shane in that so that he knows you know even that you're dumber. allowed to be happy on Thursdays. Even dumber about saying it today is that this, like podcasts aren't Instagram stories. They don't last for 24 hours and disappear. They last forever. Ever so, and <laughs> You can listen to this on any day. So for you people, happy <laughs> Monday, happy Tuesday, happy Wednesday. And then just a quick shout out yeah. to Shane. Uh, just on a happy Wednesday driving down the road. I think they should do it. Anyway, you know, how, you know how I wanted to start this story? You people out there do this. <laughs> yeah. Don't. That's a little bit controversial now, you people. Uh, you know how I wanted to open the story is I meant to record my kid saying my intro for me. Your kid's because a beauty. Because we started this, or I don't know if that's the right words. We have this new intro now, and it's all like professional, like it's radio amazing. guys did it. It's I like, love it. It's it, it gets me fired up. So my kid hears this because I've played it on the Google Home, like the podcast, because nothing like nothing I like more than listening to my own voice. 
So he he hears it and he hears my name at the start and he's like, it comes on. It's like, now your host Shane Chapman and he's like, and Shane Chapman. <laughs> he just turned three and he gets so excited about it. He'll go around the house on date when I'm not even listening to it and like intro me. He just thinks it's cool that his dad's on the so that's like, radio or whatever. Yeah, for me, I believe he won't know what a radio is growing up. Isn't that weird? Oh, I say don't let me forget this, Ellen DeGeneres. So. Um, <laughs> she is forget unforgettable. Yeah. So. so don't let me forget that. But so this podcast, I, I've been on the last three in a row, which was not the norm. You've you, had to be cause we fired Justin. We didn't fire him. Right. He left. And so, <laughs> and, now, and so I don't have the second man. It was actually the opposite of fire. He <laughs> left. And then we were like, don't leave. We like dropped our pants. We like brought in pension <laughs> and benefits. And we like brought all this stuff in to try and keep him. And he was like, yeah, cute. He I'm was gone. really unhappy. Apparently. He must have been so mad. So, anyways, uh, so he's gone. And yeah. so now it turned out I didn't know that I was doing split duty on the podcast until you're like, uh, yeah, dude, it's Saturday. I feel like you, you got to come down you were here. Probably, like, you were probably oh, like shit. a 30 percenter because <laughs> sometimes nah, was like 10 40. Or, well, 10 or 15 percent, I would do them my, by myself. That's right. So 10 and then Justin and then you and Justin split the other. OK, so maybe about 40. Yeah. Yeah. You and Justin I'm not split duty and I'm not like super good at math, but as I for sure wasn't doing. Remember that girl at the airport that wasn't good at math? <laughs> <laughs> what was that story? Okay, let's tell the story. We're in the air. Where were we going to? We were going to to Louisville. Louisville Tech Expo. We're in the Toronto airport. I think it was. Weren't we on our way home? We were on our I way f- back from there because if we were on our way down, we would have told everybody the story. Oh, maybe we did joke about math. On I the think podcast. we may have. Yeah, sure, we, we may have brought this up before. So we we're sitting at the bar. The three of us, because at that time, Justin still liked us. Yep. And so it was us sitting there and then this girl and she was like, like if you, if she would have come up and been like, guess where I live? I'd been like Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Turns right. out she lived in Vegas. Yeah. She was Canadian though. Cause she found out we were from Canada. Yeah. And she's like, Oh, I'm from Canada. Cause she heard our voice. Yeah. Maybe. That was it. <laughs> and, uh, so then she, she was like what you would think. She was bad at math. A girl who lived in Vegas but wasn't from Vegas looks like. Like yep. goes down there and pays for what she looks like. She looked like that. So anyways, I don't remember how the conversation went, but. You don't think her, you don't think everything that you saw <laughs> was natural? <laughs> you don't think it was natural? No, I don't think I saw anything natural from her. Maybe the cotton in her sweater. That was about it. <laughs> um, but anyway, she was doing the math and she was talking. <laughs> we introduced ourselves and she's like, oh, I'm so bad with names. And, and, and she remembered two out of three of our names. Is that right? She remembered two out of three. She forgot Justin. She remember, She's yeah, like, she Wade and oh, Jordan and Shane or something. And we're like, oh, so close. You're like 66%. She's like, well, I don't know. I think I'm more like 75. And we're like, <laughs> awkward silence. <laughs> and and so we just let it go. We let it slide. We didn't bust around. I was like, oh, she's not good at math. Shocker. Then afterwards, we're like, I'm not sure what's dumber. That this she is- doesn't know that two out of three is 66.666% or... If she counted herself in the naming, in the naming right. challenge, and then she and was, she was right. like, and gave herself credit for knowing her own name, yeah, which and then, and then be, she nailed it. To be fair, that might have been a bit of a stretch for her to know her own name. It might not not have been real either. My argument to that is that Mindy, she did, she didn't it's include herself. She just shitty at math. <laughs> <She> <laughs> oh man, okay, I so wish I knew. What was I? Why did I? Name drop Ellen. I ended up... Ellen DeGeneres you brought up. Yeah, but why? What were we talking Cause about? Because I said that my kid's going to grow up not knowing what the radio is. Oh, sh- snap. So good. <laughs> so the other night I got... I fell asleep on the couch at, I want to say like 7.30 or 8 o'clock. I had a nap. 
I slept for an hour and then I woke up and it was just like, and that ruins me. If I have a nap, then I'm stuck awake till two or three or something. And I can't, I can't bounce back. <coughs> so I got stuck watching Ellen DeGeneres clips on Facebook. She did this. So, you know, this hashtag, okay, boomer. Have you heard of this? No, thing? I don't. So there's this hashtag that millennials are putting out. It's like, Oh, okay. Boomer. And so they make fun of the Boomer generation, baby boomers boomers that can't do things. So Ellen has taken it upon herself to make fun of millennials. And so she brought this girl from the crowd. She was like, anybody in there is whatever, a millennial. Yeah, I am good. You come here, brings her down onto stage. She had to do three tasks. She had an old boom box and she had to dial it into 98.3 FM. Here we go. Then she had a typewriter and she had to type... I like big butts and I cannot lie on the typewriter. <laughs> that was so good. Yeah, it was like a piece of paper beside a typewriter. So you had to load the paper, type that onto it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Slide it over. And then the third one, she gave them a camera and they had to load film onto the camera and take a picture of themselves. Wind it and <laughs> and Do so a this, selfie with an yeah, old camera. old camera. And so this, like, this girl, she never dialed it in to 98.3. It Goodness. didn't happen. So like it. it, she couldn't turn it on. It took her two minutes to turn it on. That's funny. So then, uh, so she didn't do that when she went to type, I like big butts. She ran the paper through the printer, uh, through the typewriter twice and then finally got it to stick and then actually typed it across the page and didn't get all the words on there. And Ellen was like, close enough. We're like, didn't know how to advance the paper to the next 16 line. 16 minutes into this thing. <laughs> I didn't think this was going to take that long. She grabs the film for the camera and unspooled a oh, third of the film. Yeah. And everybody in the crowd was like, <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> anyways, and then the girl knew that she'd made a mistake, was like, oh my God, I made a mistake. What did I do? Puts it back. Like, you can't, yeah. no, you can't put you it back. You can't put it back. That's through. Anyway, so <laughs> your kid's not going to know what a radio is and Ellen is like killing it right now. So I just thought about this this morning. Actually, I think it was last <laughs> night, but I was still up and my wife wasn't. So I brought it up with her this morning and I don't know why this popped into my head, but David Letterman, and Jay Leno is the, oh, not, yeah. like they're the nighttime talk show guys that we grew up with. Yes. Right. That was the guys. Yep. And when we were younger, people older than us were like, ah, Johnny Carson. Johnny, Johnny Carson, Carson was the was man. good. And I never, ever saw him like when he was on air, you said replays or whatever I saw like replays, later, yep. but it was never like when you were eight years old and watching the late show, Johnny Carson was long gone. I but thought he was this. still alive. Well, he was <laughs> alive, but he wasn't doing the show anymore. <laughs> He's long gone now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but now, kids going up now, mm-hmm. David Letterman and Jay Leno are Johnny Carson to them. They don't know who top, those guys are. They don't know the top 10. They're growing up with Jimmy Kimmel and, and Jimmy Fallon, which is, they're oh, great, right? Fallon's But beauty. it made me feel really old when all of a sudden it was like, David Letterman and Jay Leno were a thing of the past and have been for a while. Yep. That's how old I am. Yep. And I missed it for a moment. I was like, I missed it. Like, Jay Leno was dumb, but he was funny. But he was he funny, had an right? awful chin. <laughs> he's famous for his chin yeah. and his laugh is like eh, little yeah. whatever whatever they were good though right they were and they were like the polar so was, opposites of each other they were, they were they i feel like those are good two duo. guys that are like they're like ford and chevy right yeah you only liked one 100 percent. and That's, i they liked, were polarizing i liked letterman i didn't i, I like both i didn't but yeah I, I like both, like, <laughs> but it made me like sad Letterman. that they're like, they're people don't know who they are anymore. Yeah. Letterman has a shot because he's got his, uh, he has like a, a show on Netflix. Letterman, I no. can't remember what it's called, sitting down with David Letterman or something. Do you think he ran out of money? <laughs> and he interviews people. I don't know. 
unlikely, but <laughs> you did that gig for like 40 years. Um, but anyway, so that was my moment of sadness. Yeah. Super Bowl tomorrow. Snap. Topical things. Decking gets boring sometimes, so we just talk about things that are going on in the world. Okay. It's not true. Decking's always so, exciting. But Super Bowl tomorrow. Well, I think Steelers are going to win. I think they should, because that would make today's episode very topical. <laughs> they also, have they won? What them? do you think the odds have are? They are also the Steelers are winning tomorrow. <laughs> I wouldn't, you should I put wouldn't some money put down any on money on, on it. Steelers tomorrow. I'm a Steelers fan. Uh, so here, here it is. Here's how you can tell what sports team I'm going to cheer for. Want to know? The very first game I go to live, that's who I cheer for. And so like I went to my very first NHL game I went to was in the early eighties and I went to Edmonton. And so I cheer for the Oilers and so a bit of a disadvantage for the rest of the world, but it was like Gretzky and Messier and Curry. It was kind of a good time to be an Oilers fan. Great time to show up. Uh, First time you're going to go to an NHL game, you walk into a dynasty yeah. Do you want to cheer for these guys? Uh, yeah. Uh, seven one in the first period. I think <laughs> it seems like a good yeah, side. To be six on. of them were Gretzky's goals. <laughs> yeah. I'll play all. Yeah. These are my guys. Um, and he has four assists somehow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he assisted yeah. himself. It on was three like goals. he passed it over to Curry and then back to himself and then scored. So we gave him the assist and the goal. Um, so Oilers and my team, uh, football Steelers. Okay. My brother-in-law lived in Pittsburgh. The very first. NFL game I went to was in Pittsburgh. It was Ben Roethlisberger's first game back after his suspension. Okay. For uh, talking to the girl at the airport. Allegedly, <laughs> whatever it was that he did, we probably shouldn't joke about that, but it was like, it was a suspension. And so he came back. They played the Browns at one o'clock in the afternoon. Holy smokes. Good thing you picked the home game, the home games on the right, right side for you there. Unbelievable. That could have been they really bad They played at you. one o'clock in the afternoon. We went downtown Pittsburgh at like 10 a.m. And I was smashed by noon. That's not the way I know. Yeah, exactly. And like, it was, it was so much fun. Bought a jersey, blah, blah, blah. Did all this stuff. So cheer for the Steelers. The Steelers won that game 7-3. Oh, yeah. There was a touchdown. Your first Oilers game had a bigger score than that. <laughs> For sure, it had a bigger score than that. Touchdown and a field goal. Welcome to the NFL. And it was like, holy smoke. (laughs) I was dead sober when I walked out of there. It was like, this is boring. As as a CFL fan, you're like, this is the exact reason you Americans don't like soccer. Because it scores like this. (laughs) But yet this is your thing. Is that what I'm hearing? It was so bad. So I wish that I had the same uh, way of picking teams. But that would mean that my forever soccer team would be my four-year-old's Timbit soccer team. Oh, yeah. Because I've not been to a soccer game yet. I haven't been to a soccer game, but I don't cheer for anybody in soccer. Right. Not yet. I want to go to Mexico City to watch a soccer game. Let's do it. Jack X from Mexico City. How many people are in Mexico City? Million? Like 20 million. 20 million. It's the biggest city in the continent. Yep. Done. That's where I want to go watch a soccer game. Yeah. It's a big town. Or Arsenal. Whatever. Either. Anyway, so Steelers are my Steelers are my team. What we do know about Super Bowl is that somebody wearing a red jersey will win tomorrow. Most assuredly. Mahon? Mahon? Okay. Quarterback Mahon? for Casey. Mahon. That guy is dynamite. I I think Casey wins. Speaking of mispronouncing words. Like that just happened right there. Mahon. Did you know his name? Whatever. Johnny Holm. In Canada we say Mahon. 
<laughs> the reason this popped in my head <laughs> is because somebody called this out a while back on a podcast because we said asphalt. Oh, oh. And the American way of saying that word is asphalt. Ass? Like as and in two they, S's? They have a point. There's only one H and it's not after the S. Well, it is after the S, but there's something else. Asphalt. So we say, oh, Canadians yeah. say asphalt. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Americans say asphalt. Boy, the guy, he might win me on that one. It's I might pretty, actually it's change that. Tough to argue that one. But it is, yeah. Anyways, I, I forgot that that was asphalt. one. I did know that. I've been called that like... I don't know, 20 years ago or something. <laughs> That's come up before, but somebody on that one was like, love the podcast. You guys are great. So funny and to hear you, you like say asphalt instead of asphalt. And yeah. like, well, that's one that we forgot about. We talk about our words all the time and yeah. that's not one of them. Um, anyway, the reason the Super Bowl popped into my head, well, because it's the Super Bowl, <laughs> like it didn't have to pop into my head. It's the freaking biggest sports <laughs> entertainment event of the year. So it was already there. I didn't require any prodding. Does anybody know about the <laughs> like, gray cup? Yeah. Yeah. That's, well, we're a ways away from that. But uh, speaking of Great Cup, that's in Regina this year. That's in our hometown. We got to be there. <laughs> Remember how when we started this, we were like, God damn, we're 18 minutes in. We lost the power. And it was like, <laughs> we're not going to be able to reuse. We're not going to be able to redo this energy. I feel like Today's we both topic have is the energy steel today. framing. Steel but framing. anyway, before we get there, uh, commercials are a big part of the just six more minutes Super Bowl and we'll experience. get to this. <laughs> the Super Bowl experience is half commercials, right? A lot of people turn in for halftime. The entertainment, which is who it is. Who cares? Uh, They're always off. Jennifer Lopez and Shakira. It's always disappointing. I have not sure. heard of a halftime show in the last like 10 years that people were like, uh, maybe inside of 10 years, but it was like, that's not good. The last time the halftime show was good. There was like a wardrobe malfunction. A boob showed up. That was yeah. the last one. Well, that the was great good. Cup, the great cup halftime show was good last year. Keith Urban. He rocked it. No, but it was like, yeah. You're talking there's, the Super Bowl. I'm I know. Just saying there's you know like what? Lots though, of that's hype because around it. I know, but that's because people have bullshit expectations. Yeah. You bring in the biggest superstars in the world, sure. and people just complain no matter what. It's the same with the Great Cup. People complain last year. Keith Urban shows up, kills it, and half the people complain because he's not Canadian. This is a Canadian game. This yeah. should be a Canadian act. Shut your mouth. Listen, we bring the, the game biggest- is ninety percent of the time it is a Canadian act. Yep. There's only so many of them. And they're not that good. That's why they're like, and fifty percent of the players in the field are American anyway. Yeah, <laughs> so, just bring the biggest talent you can get. Who cares? Yeah, and like deal. The last time the Grey Cup is in Regina, mm. the TV is focusing on the fact that Tom Hanks is in the stands watching the game. Yeah, because so, they played against Hamilton. Listen, we like it when Americans come to our shit. Yep. So stop complaining. Yep. Anyway, isn't Keith Urban Australian though? He is Australian. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to imply that he was American, He's but like not. he does. Th- my point was they don't need to be American. This ha- or Canadian. This happened when the Black Eyed Peas came up here too. People yeah. lost their minds, but they did sound like crap. But people lost their minds because they were stone. There's not. A, there, they should be a Canadian act. And it's like yes, all like the Canadians have played the act the year before. It was Shania Twain. She was pretty good. <laughs> she had she, she came in on so dog sleds though, on dog sleds it and had skidoos weird. doing flips in the air. It, it was the most Canadian <laughs> thing you've ever seen in your life. Anyway. No beavers though. No beavers. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow the Super Bowl. And a big thing at Super Bowl is the commercials and the halftime. And I have heard, I have read that one of the commercials tomorrow is going to be from GM announcing that the Hummer is back. This is like the, yep. Like the big Hummer, the Humvee. H1. The 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 army style. The military vehicle gone, like not military. Way of the, road, way of the dinosaur, because they burned too many. Yeah. So the Hummer's been gone for a while. I don't know when they discontinued it, 2005 or but something. But then they, like, they made a, <laughs> like, let's be honest, they made a piss poor attempt at 
reinventing that thing, right? So they brought H2 and H3. And well, because like, everybody complained because it was a big gas guzzling, huge monstrosity of an unnecessary vehicle on the road. Yeah. And so they're like, okay, fine. We'll make them more consumer friendly versions and made smaller ones. This thing's like, um, this is way better. It gets like 14 miles to the gallon. Yeah. Isn't that great? And everybody was like, well, it's twice as good as the one I had before. Yeah. So, and then they made that truck thing. And that thing, that was the undoing of the H3 was like some version of the avalanche where you could haul like a box of groceries sure. in the box of the truck. They tried to turn the Hummer into a soccer van. Piece Mom of van. shit. Yeah. Anyways, no good. Anyway, so the, it was never a big seller. It was always a polarizing vehicle, but it was a status symbol. That's for damn sure. And yeah. it was a huge brand. The Hummer brand itself was like in car culture was like, a that's a big brand that they created there. There isn't a single person that doesn't know what that is. Still. Still. Even those millennials that can't turn on the radio have probably heard of a Hummer before. Correct. Um, <laughs> so they're bringing it back. Not that type of Which Hummer. is incredible. Yeah. But they're bringing it back as a 100% electric vehicle with a gigantic battery. This River is amazing. This, this I just is think like this is so genius. genius from right? GM. Yeah. I, that's like a, my blood. Like I like marketing things and this is like, this is genius to me. If you're going to bring out an electric vehicle, because there's talks that Ford has bought into Rivian and they're going to they're gonna build a Ford truck on the Rivian platform and everything else. Yeah, but they're going to bring it back it's as an F-150. Like, as an F, it's going to look like an F-150 and it's going to, whatever. No it's deal. Like, Not interested. Nobody wants to spend the money and satisfy their ego of saying like, oh, I'm a good person because I'm driving an electric vehicle and then not have a vehicle that looks like an electric vehicle. Tesla's truck. You don't want to quietly drive and like, you know... <laughs> Elon Musk you is not want, an idiot. You no, have the, you, you want to stand out. You have the Cybertruck, which we're going to own. <laughs> yeah. That Cybertruck, you know, <coughs> like that thing rolls down the street and from four blocks away, you know, that if you that have guy, an option, if you have an option to buy a Tesla and you can get the same guts, let's say it's the Tesla drivetrain battery, everything underneath it. But instead Chevy licenses it and puts Chevy cobalt like and Chevy skin over top of Chevy it. Impala and it, and it doesn't say a word about it being an EV, but it's $10,000 cheaper. You're still buying the Tesla. I know because I you would. want people to know you're driving the Tesla. I would drive that. I would, I would pay the $10,000 more. Everybody would to drive the Tesla. Everybody would. Nobody wants to secretly drive an electric vehicle. So anyway, so you want a vehicle that stands out. So GM's got the option of just putting out a GMC Sierra or a Chevy Silverado. That's an electric, like drivetrain to it, but why? why would you do that? Why would you? Instead, they're like, somebody in Tesla needs to have a raise. Is like we should, or sorry, somebody in GM is like, you know what we should do? You know, Ted, <laughs> you know what really get the guys going? <laughs> you know what's really gonna grab some headlines? We should bring back the, the like the biggest gas guzzling vehicle in the world. Flip this thing on its head. Pull that brand into the 21st century, and go all electric with it with a gigantic battery. I think it's genius. It's so good. The CEO was sitting in his chair and he was like, sweet. We got another pitch from the guys <laughs> in marketing. And the marketing guys are like, hear me, hear out. me out on this one though. <laughs> like, please don't cut me off. Cause I'm going to build some steam on this, but it's just the biggest 180 on that brand. And I think it's just genius. It's, it's been amazing. gone long enough that nobody's you know, like, nobody's still mad that it existed at one point. <laughs> Even the people that Strong are mad, even and the now, people that are mad will have to like you have to convert just now, right? You're like, that was a, I hate that was the thing that was bad for the environment. It's like, yeah, well, we buried it for a few years and I'm going to bring it back 100% electric. There you go. What do you got to say now? 
Now what? Oh, well, I'm going to say I'm ordered all, one. All good now. <laughs> yeah. But the Cybertruck is for sure polarizing. The design is at best interesting, but some people are like, that's oh, cool. It's just, it's such a departure from everything you're used to. The Hummer, however, it's, isn't necessarily a departure from what you're used to. There is not a single person on the earth, not even Elon, that thinks the Cybertruck looks good. The thing is designed like that to catch eyes. It's not designed because it's like, well, that's pretty. Yep. It's not pretty. The, the the girl that is from Toronto that works in Vegas, she was pretty. People like noticed her. Debatable. Debatable. She had some, <laughs> she had some great features. features the, the cyber truck is not pretty and it has no good features. It is like, it is awful looking. But for 150 US dollars deposit, you could put yourself on the list and get one of those. It's and like you a pet should though. get one. It's like dogs. Sometimes they're just so ugly that they're cute. Oh, that's French bulldogs. What's your it's, ugly one? You know, Chihuahuas. My dog? No, no, not your dog. <laughs> I've seen your dog. No, Tarps no. off, boys. Tarps yeah, off. We're going to fight. Um, uh, no, I just mean like what's your- like pugs or whatever, right? Oh, they have yeah, a smashing face. Ugly. It's like, you know what? Feature by feature, you are an ugly ass dog, but altogether you're so ugly, you're cute. That's a cyber truck. It's like, this is so weird and ugly that it's kind of cool. Yep. But driving down the street with your branding on it, NFDI, <laughs> yeah. NFDI, get rid of your Ford. Right. Turn that thing in, get yourself a new $90,000- Cyber truck, and you'll catch way more eyes than your F five fifty jacked up spinners. Spikes 100%. on the side, like, yeah. Yep. yeah, it's gonna be good. So I think the Hummer, like, okay. I'm excited. I want to watch Super Bowl tomorrow, so, so you're I can watching see the Hummer it? commercial. You're watching it for one commercial. Debatable. We might not even get the commercials in Canada, but I'm gonna make a a good attempt. But at least Monday, we'll YouTube on Monday. Twenty five minutes. You know what? The, you know what the Hummer is made out of? Dinosaur bones. This might not even be true. Is it steel? <laughs> I don't know if it's steel. It it's be. some sort of like, they've invented some sort of like steel alloy, aluminum, something or other. But today's episode, if you're just tuning in. I think at the start of this. Good for you. You dodged a whole bunch of crap at the start. At the start of this podcast, you should write, skip to 26 minutes <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we to, to get content. Chapters in there. Like, so. yeah. Anyway, yeah, so let's, real. there's just lots to talk about in the, in the world today. So we had to touch on it. Busy. The topic for today as far as DEX is related, is why you might want to consider steel framing over wood framing. And it's become a little bit more topical again because there's a few entrants into the market now that are going to hopefully gain some traction and create this market a little bit. I, you know what? I think it's an amazing idea. And we saw this three years ago. Like, it's been around forever, right? Like, not forever, but quite some time. Trex has done their elevations framing for a while. Yeah. And the when it sort of reinvigorated us was we were down at Deck Expo three years ago, and Fortress came out with some decking, like deck framing. And it was like Fortress framing, and it was great. It was like, well, this system looks like it's easier to put together, and it's like black, and they just, like, it looked nicer than the elevation stuff. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that it goes together nicer. We haven't worked with any of them, but I think you and I both know that this will become more commonplace. Like this will start to be more common than it is right now. So the features and benefits of it have always made sense. Were you not? I, I thought you were done there. I'm done. Yeah, okay. I know. I was gonna be. <laughs> I like, thought you were done, and, and then, then you're like, you made before, a hand gesture that implied you were just getting yeah. to the, something else. Before the power went out, you actually <laughs> talked about 
some streaming gaming stuff that I was like, I I totally didn't know about that. That's like, because I don't play video games. So I don't, I didn't understand that. But anyways. So (laughs) we've talked about like, well, steel framing hasn't really caught on yet. And because it's ahead of its time. Kind of, right? And so that was that was a conversation where it went with gaming. It was like, everybody's praising Xbox X Cloud right now with the streaming gaming. That's like, they've finally done it. It's like, this is what streaming gaming, live streaming gaming should have been. Not on your Xbox, on your phone, anywhere. It's like, out of the cloud. It's Netflix for gaming. Yep. And finally, people are praising Xbox for us and be like, this is how it's supposed to be. But this was, they weren't the first one to take a run at this. There was like... Google Stadia launched last year and Google with all their money couldn't make it make a go of it. It's like struggling and it's not doing well. But before that, even there was another company like eight years ago that launched this and they're they're They have come and gone. They're yeah. like, they're gone. They're bankrupt. They're done. They couldn't, they're just, the infrastructure was not ready for it. They couldn't break into the market at the height of probably what was the Xbox 360 and PS3, like pretty aggressive uh, markets try to tap yeah. into, but tons of video game, but the internet wasn't there. Right. And it was like, right. So, to your point, it was, we were talking about steel framing and it was like steel framing has launched a few years ago, but it hasn't caught on. And it's maybe it's not that the steel framing is the issue. It's that the market's not ready. It's just not ready. It just takes a while because Trex elevations. I, to be honest, I didn't do the research to see when that launched. I don't know, but it's been around for a while, but not everybody's yeah. doing it, but there's a few guys out there that only do it now. And it's pretty rare to run somebody that has done a Trex Elevations deck and then said, ah, I didn't really like it and went back. No, everybody Most loves people, it. you know, they've either done it and been like, it's great. I can't sell it to everybody, but I certainly would like to do another one. Yep. Or they did it a couple of times and then they said, oh no, that's over. We're not doing wood anymore. Yeah. We build high-end decks and therefore they're only getting elevations. That's part of the bid. And so like, it's an, it's an amazing concept and it's an and an amazing product right like just steel framing just generally or aluminum framing or what however you want to talk about it yeah it's incredible there's only been two hang-ups really and it's been price and install availability i was going to say availability maybe availability sure. too it's been like thankfully like trex being the big brand in the industry was kind of the first ones to jump on this in a in a kind of mass marketed way yeah and so but i mean if they can't make it, you know, go into 90% of decks, nobody could have. So that shows you how much of a challenge it is to get the steel framing into market and beat wood out. Correct. Because Trex hasn't been able to do it in, in a significant way in years and years and years. But the biggest hangups were, well, it costs quite a bit more than wood. Like Trex elevations used to be about four times the price of pressure treated wood. And, and I think in Canada, probably more because usually pressure treated lumber in the States is a little bit more money. So let's call it four to six times more than treated framing. So it's a big jump in cost is the, is the primary pushback from the, from the end user's perspective from the homeowner. Yeah. But the second pushback is you have thousands and thousands and thousands of carpenters installing decks, Oh yeah. not metal fabricators. That's right. Not yeah. dudes that work with steel all the time. Their tools and their trailers are set up to work with wood, not steel. And so it's expensive for them to change. Yeah, you need all sorts of new tools. It slows you down because it's going to take you a lot longer to get up to speed with that when you've been building decks out of wood for 20 years. I I know that our podcast 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 <laughs> doesn't have the, the most extensive reach but it was like there's some vendors that listen to this and there's some contractors that listen to this and it's like so if you're a vendor listening to this one it's like consider that 
consider the contractor in putting this thing together. How are you going to sell steel framing? Yeah. So when, when we were at WRLA, we talked to a f- steel framing supplier and he said, this was his thing. He was like, you know what? Host an event, bring me 10 contractors and I will purchase the saw for the contractor that sells the first deck because I understand that he's not set up for this. I understand that his trailer doesn't have the tools for this, but there's value in it. And I want him to, I want him or her to start selling our product because I believe in it. And so I'll invest $600 into his company to do that. And I think that's, I think that's a great, because you, you are asking these people to do something that they're not normally doing and nobody likes change. Yeah, there's for sure a pushback when there's a big change like that. Yep. You just have to, like, new new saw, new drills, new drill bits, new, like... Yeah, the big one is the saw, right? Your drills practice. are so, like, a lot of stuff still goes together with self-tapping screws and hex head screws and everything. You probably, like, yeah, you use your existing a, drills, but... Instead of a Robertson, now you're using all hex heads. Sure. Right? And so now you get a socket. The set. big investment is, like, being able to cut the steel. Yeah. Tin snips, miter saw. With something, right? And, like... So it's going to require at minimum some different types of blades to invest in, but probably you should get yourself into an actual metal chop saw to cut some of the stuff. But regardless, so there it is. It's like, it's money and the fact that it's going to change and slow people down. They're not familiar with it. That's, and those are two pretty good reasons to like shy away from it. Yeah. But why this has become a little bit more um, topical this year, maybe is that now not just Trex elevations, like Trex elevations was really the only big brand in the market. There's yep. of course, steel framing companies that make steel studs and everything else that could make you some steel framing. Yeah. Anybody like, can do that. It was so basically even steel stud wall stuff yeah. could be used for decking. But now we've got a second company that's entering the market fortress with their evolutions. I'm sure the name is not accidental. They're probably like, they've evolved. Probably run at tracks and be like, this is the evolved steel framing. And so they've tried to tackle some of those install things by making just the install, maybe just go a little bit smoother, a little bit easier, a little bit more straightforward, possibly. Um, and apparently bringing the cost down. So now they're saying two and a half times wood. So now that gap's <laughs> closing enough that it's like the wood is already only a small fraction. The framing is already a small fraction of a composite deck. Yep. So on a $10,000 project, your framing is probably only a thousand bucks, $1,500. Sure. Right? Maybe more too. I would have said two, maybe but, a little bit more, but yeah. it depends what you're putting on it. But if you're putting in a high end composite, or PVC decking and yep. aluminum railing, something like that. The framing is probably no more than 20% of the cost of the job. Correct. So you're only doubling that because the rest of the stuff still stays the same. Yeah. So now your deck from 10,000 goes to 12,000. Yeah. Something like that, right? right? 10, 12, not so big of a job. And if you, and the more you go up, the more like the less the awful easier it is. that is to eat. Yeah. But before when it went from 10 to 14 or 15,000, that's a well, that's bit big. bigger of a jump. Right. Cause now you could have done glass rail and lights. Yeah. Right. And to your point before, the availability of it is going to get a little bit better now because Fortress is getting their stuff into distribution. It's going to be a little bit more readily available. So now you're going to have your Trex option, which is a good, a good, like the elevation it's steel a great option. Great, Trex great is system. a great option. You've got a Fortress option on it starting to get out there. I'm sure these aren't going to be the last two. Although well, Birdie there told actually us. Is a, there's a company in, I believe they're from Ontario. They're called Dexpan. Yeah. Dexpan does aluminum. So there's some aluminum systems aluminum out there as well. And they have like a channel on top. They have their own fastener, right? So yep. Dexban has a great product, way lighter. It's aluminum. Yeah. So, you know, you don't have to like 
painted or, you know, like, so with Fortress and Trex, you have that steel framing. It's supposed to paint your cut ends because it can rust. With steel, right? So the things you have to do to steel to stop it from rusting or corroding or oxidizing or oxidizing. whatever term you want to use. Yep. Yeah. Dexpan has addressed that. And, and steel is heavier than aluminum. So. But steel is cheaper than aluminum. And so Dexpan, so I don't go. know what the Dexpan thing is, but they're probably still the four to six to... <clears throat> Eight times more than what I don't know. Sure. But they'll be more than the steel stuff. They'll is, be more undoubtedly, than, right? Absolutely. And they're not as big of a brand, probably don't have as good a distribution, but a great option though. They also don't have probably the marketing dollars. Like if you think right. about Trex and Fortress yeah. versus Dexpan. Yeah. Good luck, man. Yeah, Trex is in a league of its own. And then there's Fortress and then there's Dexpan. Down yeah. There. But yep. anyway, point is it's going to become more commonplace to run into this stuff, to run into the steel frame options. And you're falling apart, hey? I am, yeah. So you might have to pay a little bit more mind to it. This is a way that contractors can set themselves apart by offering this steel framing because there's a lot of benefits to doing so. So we talked about the drawbacks. It's like, well, you might have to, your first couple decks might go slower because you have to learn a new system. Not not they might. They absolutely are. You might need, you will need some new tools. And the cost is a little bit more. So there's some drawbacks. However, there's a lot of reasons to go ahead and do this. And probably the first, well, I would say top two, but we'll start with one. All of these boards that we're putting on nowadays, these PVCs and composites and whatever else, have these 25, 30, 40, 50 year warranties on them. Lifetime structural warranties. They're going to last forever. Forever. And we're putting it on top of lumber. That's lifespan is only going down every year. Like you don't get 30 years out of a wood frame deck like anymore. What are you, 17? Yeah. 20? If you're lucky. 20 years? If you treat it just perfect. There's guys out there saying they're replacing seven-year-old decks because so it's just like they're in a wet climate. I guess it depends where you are in the climate, right? 100%. So if you're in Seattle versus Saskatchewan? Yeah, we're dry <laughs> as can be here, right? Yeah. They've got 250 rain days a year and we got two and a half. Yeah. <laughs> like 15 maybe, right? Yeah, 20. So yeah. we are we don't we don't see the rot issues as much as other wetter markets would. Yep. But regardless, there's other benefits to this stuff too, though. And one of the most notable being if there's a bad, like composite decking and PVC decking, aside from the couple things that people note, like, oh, it's hot. It gets hot. Yes, it gets hot. Yeah, it's pricey. Yes, it's a little bit pricey. But the third pushback people give is like, oh, I've seen decks it's that are wavy. Waving. It's all wavy. My buddy put in a composite deck three years ago. His deck's all wavy. That's it's like, well, yeah, board. because it's just doing what the framing's doing. It's just yeah. following the frame. It's attached to the wood beneath it. Yep. The wood shows up. It's got Crowns. 60% moisture content to it. It dries out. It all ends up a different thickness. 60 is a little high, but sure. Whatever. Some of it comes out soaking wet. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, but, it, and so it's not true. It's cut when the even, even like, even when they run it through the saw, it doesn't run through true. We've had two by tens show up here that are anywhere from nine and an eighth to nine and a half. They're yep. supposed to be nine and a quarter. So imagine if your deck was nine and an eighth, then nine and a half, then nine and a quarter, then nine and a half again, and then nine and three sixteenths. Like your board doesn't have a You're up against freaking it. chance. <laughs> and so a lot of guys stack their lumber or they plane it down. They sure. do their best to, at the time of install, get that thing flat. Good. As can be. So now you have That's a board, fine. you've lined it up 
and then it dries out at a different rate. And some year, so they harvest these trees and a lot of them are the same age, but some will undoubtedly be, this one's a little bit older, this one's a little bit more dense. So they throw it in the vat of chemical and let it soak there for however long they let it soak. But this board takes up more moisture and this one takes up less moisture. And so then they swell and they, they do their own thing a little bit. And then maybe you get a deck that comes from two different lifts. And so maybe it's, a, maybe it's not even the same batch that that came. So You're for different reasons, it. they may dry differently and that causes the waving yep. a lot of the times, right? Yep. It's not so much the board sagging. It's just, they start waving. Steel is consistent. Totally true. Every time. If it's five and a half, it's five and a half. Every time. Cause it runs through an extruder. It has no moisture content. It has no, it like, it can't change. It's a, it's a fixed element, right? And so the idea of like changing, like changing lumber or change, like the, the wood itself actually changing versus what the steel framing is, the steel can't change. So now you, you're going to save some time. You don't have to crown your lumber right. ever. You don't have to stack your lumber you just like when it shows up, you just pull it off the truck and put it on. doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. Right. And so probably like when you, when you start to think about jobs that are 400, 600 square feet, you're into that stacking lumber, organizing your joists and stuff. You're into that for what? Two hours? It hour, takes, it takes hour, a lot of time. Right. <coughs> By the time you time. actually haul your lumber to the dunnage, line it up, lay it out. You're an hour. So there's an hour saved. Now you can like, you can, not that you should charge less for installing steel framing, but like that's a, that's a direct offset to the cost of like, it takes me longer to set a text. Well, you just may not have to charge a much more. You don't have to charge more because you're saving it in different spots. Right. So that said, it's a premium upgrade. And so therefore if you can charge a premium labor to install it, that's fine too not to tell people what they should charge, but like charge whatever you want to charge. people are paying for a premium product. So, um, anyway, but the reason we brought that up in the first place was the lifespan of lumber doesn't match the lifespan of the stuff you're putting on top. This stuff does steel will because they give it a 25 year warranty in both Trex elevations and fortress evolutions case. They both provide a 25 year warranty in the framing as well. You don't yep. get that on wood. Correct. So when you buy a, they actually don't give you any warranty on wood, right? Like zero. So when you buy a Trex, you know, a Trex enhanced naturals, board or whatever, you get that 25 year warranty on there, but your framing only lasts 14 years. Well, what good's the warranty then? None. But with this, you get the 25 year warranty on the framing as well. And then in Trex's case, anyway, not with everybody's, but in Trex's case, if you use their decking with their framing, you get additional labor warranty on top of that as well. Correct. So there's we talked benefits. about that in our warranty podcast yeah. we did, right? So there's for sure warranty reasons, like longevity and warranty reasons to do steel over wood. Undoubtedly. Yep. Because we say that every day, that's, that's how we sell G tape a lot. It's like, listen, the wood underneath, it may only last 10 or 12 years. Sorry, but like you're, you liked this board over the other board because it had a 40 year warranty versus a 25 year warranty, but it doesn't matter because you have wood. So you should probably tape it or do something to protect the framing underneath yep. or else that warranty doesn't matter. Correct. So by going to steel, you're going to make sure that the frame lasts as long as the board, which is good. And there's like... So there's so many schools of thought of this, right? Where people are like, I actually want my deck. There, there are some contractors out there that say, I want my deck to rot. 
so that I can replace it. Like we've talked to those people. They're like, no, 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 it should last 10 years. Then it should rot. And then job security says I have a new deck to build in 10 years from now. And then we have other contractors that are like, my goal is to build one deck for that person that could last their lifetime. But if they move houses, I'll build the next one and I'll build the next one and I'll build their neighbors and blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. So I'm definitely not of the, let it rot in 10. Not that guy. I'm not that Do guy either. Do what's good for the customer. Right. And that'll pay itself off. Every inch. Plan something to fail. Yeah. Some, some something to fail. <laughs> so. um, another great point for steel over lumber is the fact that it's fire. It's non-combustible. Oh, yeah. So right. And so that's a thing. Residential and commercial, this is a big thing. Mostly commercial. Yeah. But if you need a fire rated application, well, steel is going to give that to you. And like, obviously the wood is not. So that's a it pretty. Can't. <laughs> it like even if you treat it right it still can't yeah so, so it's fire rated fire rated that's a big plus that's a huge commercial aspect so it's yep. like if you're trying to learn how to sell steel framing hit up some architects hit up some engineers right because i've Cause seen those jobs are doing commercial i've seen buildings. jobs where guys have used wood and they've had to coat the lumber in some sort of fire rated protectant like yeah. sealant to coat it like how much did that end up costing you should have just did steel absolutely right? to coat it and the labor that goes into that like Yep. That seems silly. Yeah. Um, another fallback of wood is the fact that it is termite rot prone. You may have bugs or insects that get into it, or it may just rot away from, or beavers. Uh, <laughs> it was, this is to a, me, that was a super obvious thing that a beaver was going to eat your dad. You know what though? I we are Canadian though. So <laughs> probably like if you're down, if you're from Delaware or <laughs> why don't do I Delaware? Well, there's, no be- there's no beavers in Delaware. I don't know if that's even true. But let's say you're from <laughs> Tennessee. There's probably beavers in Tennessee. You're from somewhere in the deep south. You don't have a lot of beavers like we do in Canada. Up here, like you can't drive for more than 10 oh, minutes without true. dodging a beaver. I have so I haven't seen a there's beaver. There's beavers everywhere. I have not seen a beaver in months. Then you're driving around with your eyes closed <laughs> because there's beavers everywhere. <laughs> and beavers like to eat wood. And so when you're like if I'm a beaver, right? And whose website was this on? And I'm who wrote this? And I'm I'm a beaver and there's a lot of deforestation happening. Or I live in Saskatchewan, there's not a lot of trees in the middle of the, middle of the prairies. Where is my number one source of wood? In people's backyards. This is not true. And tell me I'm wrong. This is not true. Number one source of accessible wood. They can't eat the studs in your house because it's protected by the envelope of the house. But your deck, if you haven't skirted it in, there's a lot of food there for a beaver. <laughs> <laughs> I love who's for sure. There's a significant number of people not from Canada right now that are buying into everything I'm saying. They're like, yeah, beavers are a huge problem up in Canada. I heard it on the podcast. Don't believe him. There is no, I, let me tell you this. I'm from Canada. I have never seen a beaver in the wild. I don't think I've seen two and I shot, maybe, both, maybe not. I shot both of them. I just like, they don't, <laughs> I get that we're known for our beavers, but like, I don't see them very often. Not, and I'm in a place where there's supposed to be a lot of beavers. Yeah. There's not, they're not rampant. That's for sure. I've seen some in a zoo. <laughs> seen some in a <laughs> museum. Who's, who's anyway, on Fortress's on? website, it says one of the reasons to use steel framing is that wood is a a food source. It's a food source, right? And and so it was like mold. Their actual wording: um, mold, termites, and beavers could possibly yeah. ruin your deck. And it was like, I can. Here's what I can promise you: whoever wrote that from Fortress, 
did not call anyone in Canada. The Canadian rep and be like, is this a real issue? Do they beavers eat your decks up there? They didn't there? phone anyone. They could have phoned, they could have phoned Joe who worked at BMO and been like Bank of Montreal and been like, hey, we, uh, we heard that beavers really like eating decks. Is this true? And Joe would have been like, I have never seen a beaver in the wild in my life. <laughs> and certainly not in the city where the deck is. Anyways, uh, I just yeah, like yeah, how that sounds. Yeah, yeah, my neighbor Fred. I think that, that happened to Fred, man. His deck got chewed up, man. It was unbelievable. Fred told me. He said the most dangerous thing <laughs> to his deck was a big beaver. So <laughs> termites are a true thing. That's a true story. Termites, termites are a real thing. I'll buy that. Mold, I'd buy that. Dry rot. Dry rot. <laughs> all sorts of rot. Real things. Beavers, fortress. There's a lot of reasons to sell steel framing. <laughs> I don't know that beavers is one of them. One. And maybe we're wrong. If anybody's had a beaver problem, no, they have No, that's not true. There's. Let us know. We would have heard that. That'd be good. Um, <laughs> I've had some bad beavers around my deck, <laughs> but it's never been. It's never ruined it. That's what I can. I'll tell, tell you. you one thing for sure. I'll tell you what. If you have steel framing, <laughs> it's for sure not a problem. Right. Okay. So, not even theoretical. It's not even possible. Unless got, you have a really hungry beaver. You have a composite. Nope. Oh, yeah. Not they, even? They break their teeth on Take that. It. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So <laughs> you have composite decking and you have steel framing. Yeah. The last 50 years and the beaver pieces out, like rolls in and was like, I'm off to Fred's. He's got yeah, He's going to eat your neighbor's deck. That's right. And you've saved yourself. That's good. Um, <clears throat> Another thing. That's good about steel framing or aluminum in this case is that it's aesthetically pleasing. It looks good. We spend a lot of money trying to hide up the wood, right? The most expensive board per linear foot you're going to put on your deck is your fascia board typically. Right. Yep. And so we build these decks and we're like, Ugh, there's some it. wood showing. I want to hide the wood, put some fascia on. It's only eight to $12 a linear foot. Let's hide the wood. My you build some would, stairs and you want to hide all the wood in the stairs because it's just not very nice looking. And my like argument would be that posts. Fortress has addressed this better than Trex, <coughs> probably. Right? Because Fortress has, they powder coated their steel. It's black. So it looks like it looks it's, sharp. Yeah, the, the black powder coating looks looks great. I don't think you even have to put fascia on. It just looks good. Unless there's nothing else black in your house. But if it's there is stuff that's black, it already looks good. But just compared to wood, both options look much better. Way better. Than wood that's got some inconsistent um, coloring to it or it's dried out and it looks whatever it's cracked and whatever this stuff just looks good all the time yep so yeah. that's another side benefit of going with that way um, we mentioned the the consistency of it the fact that it's super flat so you don't have to spend the time doing the things to try to get it flat and you can install it and leave and come back two months later and it's still flat you can come back two years later it's still flat you can come back 20 years later it's still flat yeah you could frame it in the fall deck it in the spring and you wouldn't have to show up with your planer. Right. And there's no callbacks from somebody saying, like, you built my deck last, whatever. And now here we are three months later and it's Super already wavy, wavy and it's like stuff doesn't look right. And the face just popped because the board twisted. And Nope. None of that. So now maybe you can offer a longer warranty. Sure you can. Your, your labor warranty. Sure you can. Guys are offering up a one year labor warranty. Now you can do five. No rotting, no warping, no splitting. Oh man. So some of the reasons that your miters open up, we talk about this all the time. Everybody talks about miters opening up all the time with um, composite decking or with PVC decking. And some of that is related to expansion and traction. A lot of it's related to expansion and traction, but some of it's also related to the wood underneath drying and pulling away. 
Absolutely. Your rim so, joists, your rim joists move. They yeah. do. Things dry. Anybody, they get smaller when they dry out. Yep. And so that movement in the lumber too can also cause some of your craftsmanship to pull apart. And yep. so put in your none of that with this. Yeah. Doesn't matter. The material you're working with. Yep. Let you down. Screwing into end grain. This isn't even on the list. But if you ever screwed like a Cortex plug into end grain, it's yep. the end of a ram or into your stair stringers most commonly, and you yep. find that it spins out, it won't grab, whatever. I'm guessing in, in steel, there's no chance for soft spots. Just works. Yep. No soft like, spots. It doesn't matter where you're screwing it. It's just steel into steel. It's just going to work. Yep. You're not going to spin cam out any screws. Yep. So that's good. Yep. Um, yeah. I Like, <laughs> excuse me. There's a lot of reasons to go with steel framing. Use that list. There's another list here. That list is better. What else do we have here? Resistant to living threats. That's what, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's what Fortress called <laughs> it. Resistance threats. to living threats yep. like beavers. Um, a lot of the potential pushback too on the stuff is the fasteners. People are like, oh yeah, it's great. There's steel, but where am I going to get the steel fasteners? So well, Trex makes their clip with the steel self-tapping screw. For the, uh, for the comment on pushback, this isn't, this isn't homeowners cause they don't give two shits. They're like, I just want my deck boards on. This is a pushback from a contractor. Yeah. So deer contractor, they exist and there's lots of them. They might be a little bit tougher to find. Not lots of them, but there's a, there's two for sure. But camo is coming out with their clip, their X clip in a self tapper. So now the system you already love. Self drilling, maybe. You already love those systems. Call it whatever you want. Now you can still walk around with your gun and plunge these down into metal framing. So problem solved. We were talking to Mike about this. And if you can't get them, just phone us. We'll get them for you. Just yesterday. Because you won't be able to find them easy. The day before, we were talking to Mike about this on deck. uh, Mike from Decked Out. And so he's a a camo fastener convert this year. And we were talking about steel framing stuff with him. Because not by accident, we're talking about this. This is top of mind for us. And so we were talking to our contractor about it and was like, listen, this is something you need to push. You need to talk about this. You need to show people this product. Well, just be aware of it. Yeah. Up to you whether you want to push it or whatever, but know that Let it's them. an option and it's, you know what? The, the distribution problem is no longer. Correct. If you want to sell this, you can. Yep. We can get it for you. No problem. No problem. And so that, that fastener with Camel fasteners, they've made it a lot easier to just like clip all the boards together, set the drill on top. They've down. removed one of the changes, right? At least one of the, it's like, oh. Challenges. Yeah. Well, I mean, the changes from installing wood versus oh, yeah, steel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like a lot of things change for you. New tools, yep. new ways to install it. Yep. But as far as the clips attaching to the boards, well, now that's, at same. least that's consistent. Yep. It might take a little bit longer for that screw to start, but you're still going to put it down with the same tools and the same process. Yep. So that's huge. Yeah. So that's a good thing. Um <clears throat> I would say that so got good fasteners. a lot of, a lot of reasons, but the final one we're talking about is the sustainability of steel. So it's a good news message because wood, you're like, you're harvesting forest for it. Not a great message. So they days. call it a renewable resource and it, is. and it truly is right. Yeah. Cause you can only if you're re- renewing it at the same rate that you're deforesting. And I, th- it, and I think that they're like, They've sort of sorted this out. Like the scientists have kind of figured this out. You're going to cut down a certain amount of trees and you're going to replant them. And it's like, they're only taking as many as they're putting back in. And so they're like, they're working on this. It's right. not like it's they just haven't- a turnover rate though, without, though now, because the reason we're talking about lumber being soft, and not lasting as long in the first place is because it's not as old. You're harvesting things younger because we've already, we've taken all the old stuff. Right. So now, now you're just like, you're replacing what you're taking, but they're only waiting 10 years, not 40 years. That's right. And so the density of the wood is down, right? Because yeah. that's like a tree grows to the height it grows and then it gets more dense. Yeah. It's like, I'm a hundred feet tall and now 
I'm like, now, now I'm, I'm going to grow outwards like yeah, we do. Like now I'm more robust. Right. Yeah. And so we wait till they get a hundred feet tall and then we cut them down. Yeah. So they are renewable, but the quality of that renewable resource is not amazing. Yeah. Steel on the other hand is, is like infinitely recyclable infinitely. and doesn't lose its strength. I don't know. Like Maybe when that, you can only recycle it three times. When this then, stuff, whatever. like let's say the deck for whatever reason in 25, 30 years needs to come down for some reason, the wood goes in the garbage. It goes in the landfill. It gets ground up. It's, it's garbage. It's nothing. It's rotted away. It's whatever. You, the next deck has to take more trees. It out. does then decompose and turn into like worm food, but whatever. Yeah. It's like, it's gone. You don't, yeah. it doesn't become another deck. Right? Exactly. Whereas the steel could be recycled there it first of all it could be reused for another deck it might have already been reused it might have been possible. a car once but it could be taken out and, and molten down and used for something else again might have been an i-beam could have been might have been a skyscraper and then is now your could deck. be a cyber truck could have been a cyber truck down the road anyways your de- your deck might be a recycled <laughs> cyber truck <laughs> yep anyway i guess the that's kind of the the main touching points there's obviously a lot of there's pros and cons to both. Let's be honest. If we were to make a list, there is still some pros to wood. It's a little bit easier to work with. You're more familiar with it. It costs a little bit less. It's easier to put screws into, so on and so forth. There are some reasons to like comfort to prefer. It's just what it. you know. Yeah. Um, but the list of pros for steel framing is a lot longer. If you can get past the first couple hurdles of price being a bit more and um, you know the in, uh, the difference in insulation, the in unfamiliarity with installing it, the process. If you can get past those two things it really becomes a, a weighted win in favor of steel. My gut feel on this is the guys that really hit it out of the park on installing f- steel framing are the ones that do like one or two and they become confident in installing it. Because as soon as you believe that, that you can put this in, then it's like, then you just start like convincing your customer, no, listen, I can put this in and it's going to be way better for you. What's happening right now is people are talking about this and they're like, they're not or sold. they're not talking about it. Well, they're not they're sold that they can put it in. Yep. That's what's happening. Or they can get it or whatever. Like, it's just not there. Yeah. And so they, like, they, they personally don't believe that they can put it in for whatever reason. They don't have the tools. They don't have the availability. They don't have the like, support from their vendors. Whatever it is, whatever the reason is, they don't believe they can install that. And as soon as they figure out that they can, then it's going to go off like gangbusters, yeah. right? And so the market right now is probably a higher end market, right? Undoubtedly, it's like this is a much easier oh, sell yeah. on a project that's eighty to one hundred thousand dollars than it is if it's eight to ten. That's where it starts, though. So you're, you're not putting this on track housing. If you're no, some jobs are based solely on price. This obviously isn't for those. No, but if you're doing a job that includes a seventy, eighty thousand dollar deck in a backyard that's getting relandscaped in the like the customer's putting $150,000 into their backyard, $200,000, and the framing means it's only three or $4,000 more. Like that's a no brainer. You, you would be foolish to not talk about it. Yeah. Whether they take it or, or don't take it. Yeah. You would be foolish to not mention it. The one thing we didn't talk about, we talked about the aesthetics of it. It just looks nicer than wood. Well, we did kind of. We did t- no, we did talk about that. What we didn't talk about is the spans. Oh yeah. So it's stronger. Right, right, right. So in Fortress's case, and I'd have to look up uh Trex, but undoubtedly it's likely similar. A two by six size of 
steel joist can span 16 feet. Right. So open views. And your beam. So first of all, you don't, you rare, you don't have to use anything bigger than a two by six. So it's lighter Rarely. to work with. Yep. It doesn't take up as much room. So if you got a window below or something like it doesn't yep. block that, but the beams also can span further between posts. Correct. So if you're doing a walkout deck or you have a view or something you're trying to preserve and you know, your deck's 60 feet long or something like that. And if you were going to use wood posts and a wood beam, you need five or six posts in there yep. and the steel, you might only need three, maybe four, three or four. So you can open up your views, have less obstructions yep. and it's a four by four post. Like there's enough steel out of a strength out of a four by four post. So th- yeah, that's a call. huge thing. We kind of skipped. I don't know how we missed that. I wrote it here, even spans and didn't talk about it, but yep. that's a gigantic plus that's as well. huge. Lots of people lot talk of people. about that with walkouts yeah. or anything on a deck or an acreage or uh, sorry, not a deck, a lake Yeah, on a lake or an acreage or whatever. If you have a view, you have a view, you want to see it. That's what you paid the quarter million dollars for. Yeah. That's why you bought that lot. And that comes up a lot on walkout decks. People are like, I don't want a bunch of posts in the back. And it's yep. like, well, unfortunately the city's only going to prove, you know, a 13 and a half foot span on this lumber. Right? Yep. That's as much as I can do, but the steel, you can possibly remove a post or two out of every job yep. and open that up a bit more. So that's a big thing too. Yeah. So that's really good. Um, that's it. That's there's a, a, there's a lot of reasons. In. There's a lot of reasons. That's all there is to it. So have a look at it. Um, the big two in the game, like we said, Trex, Elevations, Fortress, Evolutions. Yep. Look them up. Do your own research. Go find them at a trade show. Check it out. They've been at the lot, like Trex has been, had this stuff at the trade shows. You've probably seen it for a number of years. Fortress, like I said, has been out for two or three years at the trade shows. You've probably seen it by now too, if you've been there. Um, but have a look because it's, the problems with it are starting to erode. The price is coming down. The distribution is getting better. The familiarity is getting a little bit better. Your customers, if they're doing their own research, maybe actually coming across this stuff now, which Fasteners they wouldn't have before. There. Fasteners are becoming a little bit more available. So it's uh, it's going to start making its way into everybody's market. So Beavers have found their own wood source. Be- beaver. That's the biggest thing, right? They've own. decided it's that my number the treated one. stuff doesn't taste as good. <laughs> but in spite of that, it's still an option. Anyway, um, that's it. That's all. Watch the Super Bowl tomorrow. If you're listening to us after tomorrow, then Go hope KC. you enjoyed the Super Bowl. <laughs> but uh, check out Steel Framing if you have any questions about this. If you want to follow up with us uh, with any questions, certainly feel free to give us a shout on Instagram. Amazing. I love these tracks. Right? So good. At The Ultimate Deck Shop. Always willing to listen. Shoot us some ideas. Take care, everybody. See you next week. You've been listening to the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Ultimate Deck Podcast. Brought to you by the Ultimate Deck Shop. Shop with us at www.ultimatedeckshop.com or check us out at all the social networks we can keep up with. Hit us up for any collaboration or sponsorship opportunities. Thanks for listening.